0: On this episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Dorothy goes on a new adventure in the latest episode of Doom Patrol. We'll find out if Mike finishes his conversation with the host of Greatest Songs Ever Sung Poorly. And we'll find out if every list of three needs to have a third. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. Cassie is not here. Caitlin is not here. I will. Mike, do you want to host? Or I'm here. What do we? Did I? It's no. because I talked first. Am I the host? Is that just it?
1: Yeah, that's why. Man, I was I was taking a sip. If you had waited, I would be stuck hosting. Now, producer Dave, Ryan, you know, you know for a fact, every time I sip anything in any company I'm in, I say hello, nerds, because <laughs> that's just what I exclaim when I. Do, sip something delicious.
0: Producer Dave, I do want you to cut out the first 10 minutes of me watching Mike sip something that we recorded. It's so, that so he much would lip. Say something. Yeah. And it's Go suckling me. the juice off my mustache. You really get into your Capri Suns. You love a Capri Sun. What is, is that there's a Pacific not enough. cooler?
1: It is a Pacific cooler, the only Capri Sun worth drinking. And uh, there's just not enough beverages that you, starts by you stabbing them. I really like that. As a weak, feckless Cuck, I really like stabbing my drink before I get to slurp it.
0: You probably go in through the bottom, don't you? Oh, yeah. That's a cuck move.
1: You're always in through the bottom.
0: I bet the the, uh, Obamas carefully put the straw in the hole that's designed for you. Hoity-toity. And the fucking Trump family just goes in through the ass of the Capri Sun and just Yeah, because some
1: of us were born in America.
0: (laughs) Drink it like a man. Has Capri Sun ever recovered from the fact that high C had a slimer based drink, but Capri Sun never did. It's crazy because High C
1: was around before Capri Sun. They came in as an underdog and stayed an underdog because of that. Even though they tried to corner the Alex Mack market with their liquid silver people, they uh-huh. just couldn't recover. Now is High C What are they gonna do? Release Muncher, the new
0: Slimer <laughs> flavors? Now, Mike, I need to I know that you bought stock in the 80s with Muncher. And Chud and Ghoulies. You may yes. really cornered that uh, oh, non-Ghostbusters market.
1: Let's not forget about Breeders. Oh, the, is, there,
0: is there a monster called Breeders? Well, I mean, I there know there is, are. Uh, it's heterosexual people.
1: True story. My mom rented me a movie when I was like early in high school. A friend was sleeping over. She's like, I know you guys like horror movies. She got Breeders, which is the reason they're monstrous, Ryan, and they live underground is because they've been incestuous for so long it's basically flowers in the attic turned into monsters, and there was so much explicit sibling on sibling fucking. And my friend just kept being like, "And your your mom picked this out for us?
0: How many times did you rent that?" Oh, after that a lot. Yeah, it's it's my it's be a lot. Um, and then Mac and me, you're a big fan. I uh, huge
1: fan of Mac and me.
0: Right, because the Toxic Avenger. What is that a is that a Slimer rip off? I think that's a Swamp Thing rip off in my head. Swamp Thing, you make my heart sing. Of course, you make everything swampy. Uh, mm. we have such a big show for you tonight, Mike, and for the audience tonight, Mike, and that for me,, oh. that's actually a lie. Um, <laughs> this is a short show, and uh, we talked about this last week, but the reason we're doing this is because we are in the middle of the best of the year shows, and that takes yes. that's all hands on deck. That's me, that's you. that's uh Caitlin and Cassie typical pod or a co-host of this show yeah it's a um,
1: superhero show sure
0: Greg who is what? on the uh, movie of the year show uh, McKenna who used to be in Unnatural 20 uh, aka Books Margo and Taylor who are two people that uh, most people don't even know we're
1: all Taylor was on this show years ago Margo
0: from the not Augustarian. what's their robot podcast oh uh, yes that's the one it's a uh, one movie podcast I think
1: it's called One Movie Podcast.
0: Yeah. Um we're all hard at work doing the best of the year. We're all trying to figure out what 2022 was. And so you're going to get what's called a Superhero Junior. And a lot of people are complaining because they think that this is for this is a podcast for 2 or 3 year olds. When you put junior Do not the end of something. Actually, you can let your 2 and 3 year olds listen to this. Do not let your Four through 12 year olds. It's four days. through 12, right? Because two or three, they're like, if they say, like, cunt, because we say that's hilarious we say the and C word all the time, it's very funny. Well, we're funny. British, ain't we? It's very funny to watch a. Uh, wait, are we British, Mike? What's a cigarette called?
1: Mmm. A little bean.
0: <laughs> still racist somehow. You did it. <laughs> uh, a two to three year old saying the word cunt is hilarious in their two to three year old voice.
1: That's why I'm going to. I we don't want to say which one of her co-hosts have kids, but I'm
0: gonna teach one of my co-hosts two or three year old cunt the next time I see them. Just like and like if you do it like a British person where everything is a cunt, then it's hilarious. Right. If she oh, looks a mean cunt, ain't you? If the two or three year old swipes the dinner off their tray and says, "Mom, you're a cunt for making me this," is that funnier? Yes. <laughs> All right. To me, no matter the pseudo uncle who taught them it. Do you you don't go racist, Mike? You don't teach your uh, nieces and nephews racial slurs.
1: No, I would never.
0: Okay, because they learn unless it's like about
1: Italians, the last race you're allowed to make fun of.
0: What Italian slurs do you teach them?
1: Wop, wop. But now that means something else worse. I do not want to teach two or three year olds a wop,
0: Mom. I don't like your wop. (laughs)
1: Well, you came
0: from it. Mom, I can smell your wop from here. Things like that. (laughs) That's what what you don't want. But that's how you
1: find out your wife's cheating on you with an Italian man, because that's what your kid means.
0: If this is your first episode of the Superhero Show Show, thank you so much for (laughs) listening. I'm sorry. Uh, This is, again, a superhero junior, so we are going to get to Doom Patrol and not much else, but it will all be worth it later when we go through every single fucking thing that came out in 2022. But that doesn't matter. Mike, let's get to Doom Patrol. On this week's episode of Doom Patrol, we're back to Dorothy. Mike, the Doom Patrol take a week off as Dorothy, the half Pierce Brosnan, half cavewoman child, is back in play. Do you mean Timothy Dalton? I don't want to be this guy, but you're talking yeah. about the wrong James Bond. Did I say Pierce Brosnan? He did. You're talking yeah. about
1: drive-by fruiting.
0: All James Bonds were the same James Bond. Um, over the last two weeks, I talked to... Uh, the people from Waiting for Doom, the podcast Rag. about Doom Patrol, and they seem to be very excited about Casey Brink. Taste buds, I ask you this: Did Casey Brink deliver to you, Mike? Someone who has no idea who this character is. Is Casey Brink Space Case? Space Case. Uh, I was so delighted
1: by her, like blast from the past style. Uh. Uh, Cool World, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like cartoon character vibe in a real world. It We've seen this kind of thing before, but this actress, I started looking her up because I was like, she seems familiar. She's crushing it. I've never seen anything she's been in.
0: She's just that good. I think I've seen stuff that she's been in. Did she say, well, hey, Peter Parker? Did she once say, well, hey, Peter Parker? No, but she has a strong, and I hesitate here, because she is not the actress from Community. Brie Larson 5.
1: Ah. Uh, I can see that. Especially, yeah, if somebody was, like, making fun of Captain Marvel in not an MCU douchebag way, this is space case.
0: Now, in the Doom Patrol interviews that I did with the Waiting for Doom guy, uh, we talked a lot about Grant Morrison, who ha- definitely has a penchant for bringing the author into the story. Which, yes. some might sound uh, to some, that might sound like a douchebag move. Grant Morrison, if not invented it, sort of perfected it. I think, and then they pulled it, it off in an Animal of Man. <laughs> in Animal Man, I think that he climbed the ladder and then kicked the ladder out for all of it. Like yes. I've done it. You, no, nobody. Now I ruined it again. for you. We don't totally have that until the last thirty seconds, which we'll get to later. But just as far as Dorothy dealing with Space Case, and more importantly, with Casey Brink dealing with her new reality. Is this something that this hour of Doom Patrol pulled off? I think so. It was, <clears throat> I love our ragtag band of
1: misfits, but taking a break from them reminds you why you love them, and maybe is nice. And to be like, maybe in the back of your head, if you're like me, you've been like, where is Danny the Street been? And all the people who live with him, Where where's Dorothy up to these days? And it was a nice little check-in. And I kept being like, When's Doom Patrol coming back? And then it was like, oh, this is a Butters episode. Uh, is that
0: the official TV definition of this?
1: I'm sure they used there's other versions that were predate Not for butters. Us, it's a Butters episode. It's a Butters episode, which is if you're me, uh your favorite episode and the only episode worth watching again.
0: Oh, really? As the Butters of every friend <laughs> I've ever been a part
1: of? You you've liked that? Yeah, guys. Um uh, but yeah, and Dorothy growing up and then them dealing with that and then her being a moody teenager who kinda sucks. But the people she is being a moody teenager who sucks around the perfect group of people who understand what she's going through and will be there for her.
0: I know. I just kept thinking that her role models are uh not Ace of Diamonds, that's the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Uh more more lie. Mono Do you remember her Okay? She has no, this person, know. and, like,
1: there's nothing... Like, the leader of
0: Danny to- the, and the, the Danny the Streets band. Right. Um She sort of, Who
1: like, used to be part of the Bureau of Normalcy.
0: She's sort of taking Dorothy under her wing, and, like, I'm going to sort of raise you because you're in this very precarious position of being, like, a 12-, 13-year-old girl. Like, that's... There's a lot that comes Even though with you're that. 110 years old. And what are you going to say to me that I haven't already been through? Like, that's yes. such a cool position for the mentor to be... And, like, it's not that it's rubbed in... Dorothy's face Mm -mm. but like bitch I know I know (laughs) what it's like you know and it Dorothy previous Dorothy episodes
1: rubs me the wrong way because she was so whiny and annoying and for a while I was when I was like saturated in Doom Patrol and it does feel like it's been a long time since we had Doom Patrol I was like everybody is 80 years older than they look but don't act it what's the point of that And so by the time we got to Dorothy, who was like that, I was kind of fed up, and she was just too whiny and annoying for me. But this version of Dorothy, I enjoyed a lot more.
0: I think the thing, too, though, I think that the thing that bothered me about Dorothy as a Doom Patrol fan, as a TV show fan and not a comic book reader, Mm -hmm. is that uh, this show was all about the moments in between when things happen, right? and Dorothy was sort of always a MacGuffin slash plot device slash... This is where we're going to make a horror scene happen. She or is the
1: room where things happen.
0: Exactly. Like, the candle maker is coming, and here's Dorothy. And this was the first episode that I can remember feeling like, let's let Dorothy breathe. Let's yes. let Dorothy be in her own. And that changes everything. Even though she is the most whiny yes. of any episode in this one, it was whiny that made sense like I don't want your (laughs) fucking banana split Danny the street a street or an ambulance that can make anything (laughs) I want and talk to me in magical ways I'm still taking you for granted and I don't want your goddamn banana split
1: it's that's how 12 and 13 years old and she's the perfect like I don't want people to just take care of me I'm sick of all of you and this is a very loving communal Group of people, and I could see being that age, being like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" Yes. I oh. want to
0: be alone. If you're twelve, the more love that you see outside of your purview, like the less you like love. It's
1: it's Pe- in one moment, people who were. They were hugging, and I was like, okay, I guess friends hug before they go to bed. That's weird. And they just went and hung out with separate groups of friends. They were not going to bed. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> so I got Dorothy. It was weird and a little much.
0: And listeners, I hope you understand what it's like to be Mike's friend after that sentence. It's just <laughs> a lot of pushed-off hugs.
1: Yes. Out of the two of us, in canon, I am the one who hates hugging.
0: And that is what canon shall always be. <laughs> Ryan is a real hugger. Uh, At a certain point, I would say a very cool group of robot bugs multiplied.
1: But, yeah, first we get robo mosquitoes, and then they start uh, puncturing each one of the people, and they, they turn into dope robot faces. I love how this show uses its low budget but it is weird to... for if you're like me and you have people staying with you who have never seen the show walking by. They're like, "What the shit are you watching?" But man, I love they how cardboard
0: robot faces. Mike, you live in some sort of hostel with twelve people who will walk <laughs> between you and the TV, flipping off you and the TV <laughs> with two different fingers. Yeah, uh, very awesome. John Woo style, spinning in a slow circle, releasing sick. Sometimes dope. they'll switch the middle fingers. And, oh, like,
1: and then I just have to standing ovation.
0: And the amount of dove poop in your house, like how much dove poop is there?
1: It's a bit much. I, I've had to start talking to producer Dave about how to clean up bird poop.
0: <laughs> you know what's weird is that in my house dove means soap. But in how much your house, dove poop
1: is there for you? Is that like that crud that gets left behind on a soap bar?
0: In your house, dove uh, it means the opposite of soap. It needs I think soap. poop is the opposite of soap. <laughs>
1: poop is the opposite of soap. Yes. If you
0: just throw soap at poop, do they handle each other and destroy you don't each other? See what
1: happens. <laughs> it is volatile.
0: Uh, so these mosquitoes make robot, metal-headed zombies that I yes. thought was a little ridiculous even for Doom Patrol. But, Mike, I was a moron because you I distrusted Doom Patrol for a second and then came to find out that these are the bad guys that are floating around in Dorothy's head because she is a reader of Space Case. Uh huh. And the only person to handle the villains of the comic book Space Case is the hero of Space Case.
1: And so, because she's angsty, she's accidentally conjured the villains, including... uh <laughs> Therbotax, uh, <laughs> Tampax. tax Tampax. Uh and that. But she very purposely she's like, I don't know if I could do this, and then wishes Space Case, and you can see a white outline of where Space Case used to be on the comic book cover, and now she is there in all of her like 1950s sci-fi superhero glory.
0: Yeah, which is weird because she <laughs> she does sort of think that she's in the comic book. And uh-huh. basically what that uh relates to is every time she says something super quippy or clever, I have to pose for a solid 30 oh. seconds in order to let everyone appreciate Masterful what I just poser.
1: Said. It, it it really was and, and like I know they're both probably pulling from the same kind of stuff, but it reminded me of Buzz Lightyear and Zerg. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the relationship between Space Case and Tampax.
0: Well, and also either Dorothy or now I'm thinking the writer of Space Case. Uh huh. Has seen Endgame. Because this purple-headed, weird-chinned freak says, "I am inevitable."
1: Oh yeah, that was a clear and like this is the only show that could get away with that without me being like,
0: "Fuck you." Not that you're copying, but you're copying. Yeah, and like in the very purposefully, right?
1: And we learned that Space Case is the
0: daughter of the
1: purple-headed freak.
0: Yes, so that is not an accident. I think that we're we have a lot of daddy issues going on and. It turns sure, out that, when
1: Niles Calder is your dad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do think that uh, Casey Brink and Dorothy are both the daughters of villains, of yes. super villains that still love their father.
1: And it's dealing with what do you do when you want to be good, but you love your dad who is very bad, and how do you deal with him being alive or his legacy?
0: And you save them. I, I mean, like... Ultimately, this always goes back to the Joker. Like, why didn't Batman kill the Joker? And right. you should just kill the Joker. But what if the Joker was your dad is a lot different than what if the Joker is your archenemy.
1: Just random dude, yes. This
0: worked a lot better then. It's just a guy. It's just a guy, right. Um. Is So is Candle... Did you know that Candlemaker, Dorothy was in charge of him at this point and can steal necklaces? And also, is he gone forever now? Is he trapped in a little box? I got to
1: say, it was legit terrifying because we've seen Candlemaker to be a world ender. And the biggest bad we've seen in this show. And then when Tampax just grabbed his fist and went, no.
0: I was like, oh, fuck. We should we should probably get the fuck out of here. Uh, and so that means that there's only one thing left to do. Um, Casey and Dorothy decide that we have to meet the comic book writer of Space, Space Case. Case. And so Casey is going to meet her father. Mm-hmm. Her other father, sort of, in a way?
1: Yes, her other creator, her father slash God.
0: Uh, and Dorothy is going to go on an adventure, which is what she wanted. She felt like that she was being too in the womb Safe. at a yeah. uh, drag queen Danny the Street ambulance party. Sorry, Dorothy. You that's should not- be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, there's drag queens everywhere and banana splits whenever I want them. But no, I have to leave this right now.
1: Oh, sorry. Heaven isn't good enough for me.
0: And so Danny the Ambulance says, I'll tell everybody goodbye for you. Yes, Um, Mana, Mora, Mora, I think, sees her drive off into a portal. And then we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, this could be four episodes from now. This could, like, she could run into the Doom Patrol next episode. I bet the way this
1: show goes, because it's been so long since we've seen Dorothy, that we get a couple of Doom Patrol or fucking shit up together. But it is slowly tied to Stinger. Is like, oh, we see Dr. J. Anus uh walk up with her necklace that from last episode, and then we see Purple Face McGee walk up with the necklace he just stole. Yeah. From so they're gathering the infinity stones. They're gathering the necklaces. Uh to summon a mortise, and the comic book writer is furiously writing. Do you think the comic book writer is just gonna be called Grant Morrison?
0: I like I the the guy has hair. The guy who's right, so it's not hair. Grant Morrison. So it's not right? Grant Morrison, because he's famously bald. Um, but I do think that they are definitely going deeper into Grant Morrison shit than they than ever they have, have before. Yes. Like, you could tell Grant Morrison stories from right. the comic books to the screen, but this is a whole new level. I want yes. to talk to Paul from Waiting for Doom. I want to. But
1: we should bring Paul back. We should uh, bring him back. I hope that the illustrator is like one of the co creators of the show
0: or something. let we'll just fully do it. Mike, we have no more time. We have to go to a game. It's called uh You're Up at Katy Perry and you should be at Alicia Keys. Uh, where are you at right now? As I'm far as pop in- stars go. Like how familiar I am with new pop stars? No, no, no. Dorothy is told that she's being a Katy Perry with how much she's reacting. And she needs to bring it down to an Alicia Keys. What is your typical pop star level? Like average. Average Billie Eilish. Today, Olivia Rodrigo. What happened today, bud? Did
1: well, you get pissed jumped? off about everybody? You goddamn <laughs> so, sociopath.
0: See, based on what you're saying, I would say that you're normally Billie Eilish. Today, you're Olivia Coleman.
1: Who's Olivia Coleman? Wait, the actress? Don't look at me. Don't look at me!
0: How dare you! And me, what am I normally? You. I think a Rihanna, probably. You're normally a Rihanna with my bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: But today, Brittany post hair. You're off the deep end.
0: Oh, I'll take a fucking golf club right to your windshield. I don't give a shit.
1: That's what I'm into. That's just why I
0: said it. Mike, that's Doom Patrol episode 404. What's your moment of the week?
1: My moment of the week is. Often the let's make fun of somebody's names makes me roll my eyes. But when Maude said, now, what did TurboTax do? It did get a a healthy chuckle out of me.
0: It was better than Tampax. Uh, My mode of the week is when uh, she says, um, wait, you're sad? That means it's time for karaoke. And I've never thought that before. I've always been like, I'm happy I want to do karaoke. But, Mike, what about a world where when you're sad, you do karaoke?
1: That's where we fucking sing The Crying Game while it cries. <laughs> <laughs> Just sobbing. Uh, I
0: know all there <laughs> is to know so about you gonna make The me Crying <laughs> Game. <laughs>
1: uh, another great moment is Space Case has never felt hungry before because she's suddenly a real person. And the way she goes to town, obviously more Avengers on shawarma. Uh, and just like is too into it, even though they have to save the world. She's just like keeps giving thumbs up with the euro.
0: Another moment of the week is I was looking at Space Cases outfit. Uh huh. and it seems like very made for cheap, low budget TV. Right. I think that my wife could do that while I build Larry's zombie man outfit, and I think that's Halloween for me and her. That's
1: that's a dope Halloween. I approve. I do have a. I will be candle maker. (laughs) And put thousands
0: of dollars. Man, I've never seen somebody come into a Halloween party using CGI. That's <laughs> how impressive. You do that? uh, so if I'm Larry, is my two-year-old baby keeg? Yes, just flying around. I the would room?
1: love to figure out how to make your baby keeg.
0: <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Mike,
1: <laughs> I know. I didn't. I said it, I was like, mm.
0: I, I I specifically asked you to not build a website around babies keeging. Uh, so what did you build a website around? Uh, I did
1: not. I built loseyourself.org. Are you embarrassed? Have you just been a little too much? Are you too, Katy Perry? Go to loseyourself.org, and we will hire up-and-coming improv comedians to kidnap you, throw you in a van, and drive you to the middle of a desert or forest, and you can lose yourself there.
0: Okay. I My nightmare, my hell... Is for me to ask, like, oh, you're an improv comedian, and for somebody to respond, no, I'm an up and coming improv comedian. <laughs> that's that's terrible.
1: We're talking Zach Krieger circa 2007. Rest in <sighs> peace, I
0: think. All right, um, you should make this on cybersprout.org, <laughs> thatnet.net. Do, do you remember uh what they do? Drop, dr- uh,
1: drop and drag. Just like my up-and-coming improv comedians will drop-and-drag you places, they will give you drop-and-drag tools for your website. Just like they will handle the maintenance and security of taking care of yourself kidnapping, Cybersprout.net will handle the maintenance and security of your
0: website. And Other things. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it for the show. Uh no. thank you so much, Cybersprout.net. But, That's uh, it for
1: Cybersprout.net, but that is not it for the show, my friend.
0: Oh, no. We have to go, of course, to the conclusion of the greatest song ever song interview. The start, even. The start? This is part one? This is at least part one. If not, the prequel. <laughs> All right. So here's the prequel for next week's interview <laughs> for the greatest song ever, Poorly Song.
1: I, I really like the... The attempt to be like, how do we take this very like surrounded by people in a in a crowd of like we're all connecting, you're like, okay, we can't do that. Can we use this pretty insular medium and, and connect it? I think you guys have done a, a spirited job, like a pretty good job at like it doesn't capture obviously the full spirit of karaoke, but like it definitely captures the love of it.
2: Yeah, and I, I figure the, the intros to the trivia segments where we do bad karaoke to introduce yes. them. I feel like that's that that keeps some of it.
1: Uh, I think it was probably the most recently episode you guys dropped where you did the darkness that did make oh. me feel like I was in a shitty bar.
2: Like, oh yeah. Adams that, uh, Adams, the darkness was one of the most beautifully horrible things I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks Adam. Dude. I I really appreciate you doing that. That was, I have to like sometimes mute my mic as we're recording. Cause we play we, we surprise each other with the songs too. And right. uh, I had, I had to mute myself because I was laughing entirely too hard the minute that hit. And I was just like, this is, this is my favorite moment. Is...
1: I don't know if you guys have a, a Patreon, but at some point you should consider maybe putting out an EP <laughs> of all the parodies you've put together through the years.
2: We thought about just doing that as a regular <laughs> regular episode. We do have a Patreon, but uh, I, I might just put that out there over the Christmas holiday as like, hey, this is us singing really badly for 40 minutes. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, you're with your family. Put this <laughs> on instead. <laughs> now, so normally i 'm talking to to my guests about superheroes and comic books and comic book t v because that 's what we do on the Super show show but i assume i don 't know in in my head you're you're two dudes who made a podcast and you 're weirdly into karaoke you 're probably a nerd uh so what is ed what is your nerd origin story? what got you into the wide world of nerddom
2: oh god uh it was probably just uh, being a kid who's, when I was growing up, my best friend's older brother was friends with a guy who ran a comic book shop. And I mean, I've been buying comics since I was like six. I don't know. And like, but like, we, like weird stuff for like a six year old. Like, I think I started reading 11 Rockets before I hit double digits. You know, what like, is I, Love and Rockets? Uh, it's uh, one of like the long running uh, indie comics published by Fantagraphics. Uh, very punk, very uh, Latino, very queer. But it very, it's just a, it's an amazing series, um. But like, something you probably don't read when you're eight or nine, right? You know. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, and then that got me all over stuff like that. I, uh, for a while, I actually would volunteer for fanographics at one of the arts festivals every year, and they would just pay me in comics. I'm like, this is great. I'll do this every summer. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just I love the Maybe medium. I love the yeah. medium. Uh, it's just a great format. Like I like I don't get me wrong, I love superhero stuff, but I, I really just love the whole words and pictures together thing and sure. it's fantastic. And uh of course now with with like I'm living my best life now where everything that I love is now on, you know, big screens and a lot of fun and you know, like I, I like if you would have told me that there would be multiple portrayals of the Martian Manhunter between TV and movies and whatnot, I'd be like, You're crazy, that's not gonna happen. And uh it did, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is awesome.
1: I, what, what I'm hoping, because we're getting, like, the big names are all people either getting kind of sick of them, even normies are, or they've been done to death and we need breaks. I really want, like, an HBO Max Martian Manhunter, like, noir story. Yes! Like, because he's only been part of the adaptations as, like, the Justice League and part of, like, we haven't gotten to do his normal style, right? Which is, like, a quieter detective.
2: Yeah. Or even forget his, like, his normal style. In the, in the day and age that we are in now, you know, what kind of story can you tell with somebody who can be anybody? Like, what does identity mean then? Mm-hmm. Like, are you a guy? Are you yeah. a girl? Are you black? Are you white? Are you, you know, like if you can be anybody, who are you? And I think that's just like, I, I want to see, it doesn't have to be Marsha Manhunter. I just want to see that show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just such a fun guy. Like, I, like, I, and you have such, so much more flexibility with what you do with a character that people don't really know as much. Oh, yeah. You know, like, with I mean... Guardians like, of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which tripped me up, though, because as a 90s kid, like, that, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are in this because it's not the Guardians of the Galaxy I grew up with. Right, not, it's the team that, like, the yeah. mid-2000s, right? Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea who any of these people are. <laughs>
1: So you were the the team with uh, I'm not going to Martin X.
2: Yeah, yep yeah, the, and- the 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 Jim Valentino uh, redo in the early '90s. Uh, so it would have been uh, Vance Astro and Martin X and and Yondu, who was in the new ones, but like a completely different Yondu in the '90s. And right, uh, yeah, Starhawk. And-
1: what is uh, what is your favorite superhero or comic book adaptation uh, of the last like five ten years?
2: Oh, last let's do the math five ten years. Last five to ten. I just, I years. guess, just I don't want like yeah.
1: Spider Man two. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, right. Um, I mean, I think the uh, I think the Tom Holland Spider Mans are pretty pitch perfect. I really enjoy those. I'll go with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just a friend of mine uh, was living with me for the last month and hadn't seen the new one, and so we watched it, and yeah, it's so good. And and for. There's a lot of criticism about Marvel Phase Four, and some of it I agree with, and some of it I think is overblown. But the to be able to tie three franchises together in such a like a pretty lean way, like it's a lengthy movie, but it it zips.
2: Yeah, and also Doctor Strange, the the, the first Doctor Strange movie, which was as much of an acid trip as I could imagine in a movie.
1: Yeah, and like yeah, let, letting them again going with the the more weight of the length of time things go, like let your creatives explore and push against the house style and visually that one definitely does all right ed we're gonna switch into speed round and so how this it goes is i'm gonna ask you a question that a previous guest wrote not knowing who a future guest would be then i have a few questions and then we end with your question for a future guest who we don't know
2: absolutely i'm 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 (laughs) I'm in i'm in
1: all right this is from sean McBee of the star host of the star girl after show podcast and he said which terrible superhero movie would you remake? And because of your love of karaoke and your show, we could switch it to which terrible musical movie would you remake?
2: Oh, I could give you an answer for both. I love it both. Uh, terrible superhero movie that I would remake would be uh <laughs> I mean, your people are going to hate me so much. Um Man of Steel because I would like to see it actually look like Superman. Not not like I mean Henry Cav- Cavill looks like Superman, but the character is like what I don't a grim dark Superman just makes me miserable inside. Music musical that I would redo. Huh? You know what I would probably go with? I feel like the answer has to be Cats, right? Like I'm not even a big mm. fan of Cats and I love the train wreck that it was, but it was an experience. It was an experience, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's 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 remake that one.
1: Are there any musicals that haven't been made into a movie yet that you're like
2: There needs to be an Avenue Q movie. There so needs to be oh, an Avenue so Q movie. Well. That would be great. I would love that. Um, Adam's actually the one who knows more of more of the musical stuff since he's more theater involved. I'm sure he has different opinions. And if if there's something out there, maybe he'll he'll.
1: He's like assassins. Clearly, assassins need to That be actually is movie. probably what
2: Adam would say. Yeah, that's a, that sound. That sounds very Adam.
1: <laughs> All right, first nerd thing you bought with your own money.
2: It was probably Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook second edition nice. which is dating myself but yeah
1: first fictional crush slash current fictional crush
2: ooh um kitty pride from the x men i think current so fictional
1: the way she crush. said professor xavier is a
2: jerk i don't i don't think i have a current fictional crush Everything I'm watching now, at least, is not like like. There's nobody redeeming in anything that I'm currently watching. So it's like, oh well, it's yeah, television. Right? Which character? <laughs> which character from Ozark? They're all awful. Like no.
1: All right. Which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake?
2: Like I bake a cake and it looks like the character, or I kill the character and I make a cake out of them, like Sweeney Todd.
1: That is interesting. You could take it that way. Normally, it's mean <laughs> the shape of uh, the character. Literally,
2: the uh, the only character in any medium i could probably make a cake that's even slightly rep- resembles is a uh, dupe from ecstatics because he's just a green lump and i feel like i can make a lump of a cake
1: you can make a lump of a cake i'm, te- I want I'm a
2: terrible I, want I, can cook, I can cook i can't bake baking yes. eludes me so that's dupe is probably my best my best shot
1: is it because cooking is like an art you're like i feel like more pepper and exactly and yeah, and yeah baking, and, like and baking like science history?
2: Yeah, it's uh I I have I have a lot of really close friends who are professional bakers and I like I'm just amazed at some of the stuff they do but I can't do it. Like if it doesn't have if if it's not like a casserole dish that I'm baking I'm not even using the oven, you know. I feel the same.
1: If you could change any TV show by making lead character a baby but the plot stays the same, what character would you change? Seinfeld. Okay. So it's these three wackos have to take care of a little baby they have to take care. They have to take care, <laughs> take care of
2: little baby Jerry, yes.
1: Give me the baba, baba, baba. <laughs> sure. All right. Normally, the last question is last truly great thing you watched, but we're going to switch it up for you. Last truly great album you listened to.
2: Last truly great album I listened to, and we're going to do this in terms of release, is primetime entertainment by the band Pet Needs, uh, punk rock out of the UK. Just... a fantastic fantastic album
1: what uh what like category of punk would you put them under
2: punk like i wouldn't even like it's it's got it's got i mean if you like pop punk you'll probably like it if you just like punk you'll probably like it if you just like loud things that go fast and have clever lyrics you'll like it yeah i I I, i binge that album so
1: finally question for the next guest
2: you are being forced to sing a karaoke song to save your loved ones who have been kidnapped, and the only they don't want your money, they, the only way they're going to release your loved ones is you have to nail a song. What song do you choose?
1: Do you have an answer?
2: Um, my, mine's uh, "Angel" by Shaggy and Rayvon. Oh, sure. Yeah,
1: uh, I've recently learned, and I would not have guessed this like a year ago. Uh, "Low" by Flo Rida. How oh, nice! Uh, the last couple times I've karaokeed, I've done that, and it, it feels like my. Eyes are on the back of my head, so they're just white, and I just go somewhere else and channel it, and it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> all right, that's a great song. This has been a great time. Thank you, Ed. Uh, finally, where can people find all your shit?
2: Uh, anywhere that we're online, we are at Sung Poorly, and we're available at sungpoorly.com, and in all of the places that you cram podcasts into your ear holes.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ed.
2: Thanks, Mike. So that was my prequel-
1: with Ed Kennard of the greatest songs ever sung poorly.
0: I thought you guys did a great job. Thank you. Can't wait to hear the actual interview, yeah. which is the sequel. No, the cool. It's just the cool. I want to hear the cool.
1: Normally, all the hemming and hawing and like, oh, where do you live? We don't even put out, but this time it was just so juicy.
0: Oh, God, it was so juicy. Mix good.
1: a lot was in trouble. Ryan, yeah. I don't want to be this guy, but I do want to be this guy because I'm going to do it. Uh, we mentioned Grant Morrison in the first segment. Uh, and you said he Grant Morrison is uh, goes by they now.
0: I did not know that, Mike. Thank you for that information. I You're will welcome. do they for Grant Morrison from here on out.
1: And hey, listeners, it's that easy. It doesn't have to be a thing.
0: I am not mad at all. I uh, like. I have to say that's... they now for this one person, and I'm not angry. And I just politely said, "Hey, this is
1: knowledge you should have." and god damn you're my favorite person because you're the only person i know who would react like
0: that (laughs) anyway mike get 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 off the stage you are gone uh i have to do the uh commercials i guess for the end like this is this is it like we're done with the show and uh here to tell us about websites is ryan from pop filter ryan how are you hey how are you uh, I'm doing good, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, how are you? I, I, I said I'm doing good, buddy. And I, 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 <laughs> how All are right, you? Alright champ,
1: I'm doing good, and <laughs> I said that. Alright chief, you?
0: I said I'm doing good, how are you?
1: Ooh friendo, I think I said I'm no, no, doing no. good. No how no, ace,
0: ace, ace. I said that I'm doing good. How are you? Listen
1: pal, I said I'm doing good. How, period, Are period, you,
0: period. I'm doing good. Why don't you tell us about some websites, Ryan? By the way, you uh, look Hotter than I've ever seen you before.
1: Thank you. You're, I like the swoop of your hair tonight.
0: Did you go to Sarah V? Uh did you go to fucking awesomehair.com? Oh shit, now I'm doing an impression of Ryan.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, this is gonna just eat itself. Let's just crunch each other's stars, aka eat each other's butts. Uh you should go to uh, popfilter.co and that's where everything we put out lives, and then you should go to popfilter.co slash Amazon. That's how you Amazon now. And uh, bad pun, bad pun, good pun, <laughs> patreon.com slash your pop That
0: Life seems so easy for you to just bad pun, bad pun, good pun your but way through the garden of life. Here's the thing, guy. They'll fix it in post.
1: <laughs> All right, Ryan. Why don't you tell us
0: about other shows?
1: Oh, I'm still here? <laughs> I don't get to walk. No, okay. No, this is you. Keep <clears throat> <laughs> working on your character, I would say. I, it's the voice is hard. I, I don't know. You talk like a human being I've never met. Pretend like you're sexy. Mm. You're pup. Wait, what am I talking? <laughs> pick it up, 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 pick
0: it up. <clears throat> Okay.
1: Well, the Superhero Show Show is the show you should go to. Listen to all the superhero comics and other comic book TV shows. And then there's Movie of the Year with Mike and Greg and an awesome hot guy, Ryan. He loves to talk about movies, yeah.
0: All right, Ryan, and then one more thing, and that is social media. Now, Mm. Ryan, I don't know if you're a fan of social media. I'm not, as Ryan, are you? This Ryan loves social media. I'm all over TikTok. I'm
1: all over Parler and Gab. But you're talking about where your pop filter is at?
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about.
1: my best impression of Ryan.
0: uh, I'm sorry, this is Ryan doing an impression of Ryan? Ryan
1: doing an impression of Ryan. Social media, I don't even know. I don't what I don't Wait, who gives a shit. Mike, did you just walk back uh, on stage?
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm so, no, I'm sorry. This, this is, is Ryan this doing is Ryan Mike doing okay, Ryan okay. doing Mike. The inception, Which is what
1: I Google on Red Tube.
0: This is uh the only thing I've ever seen more boring than the movie Inception is this right now. This inception right now. Well well what other phases have you had? Um you could talk about Spider Man a lot.
1: I I love it so much. I named my kid Hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> Little fucker always wears an orange hoodie.
0: Uh, look, I named her. I didn't dress her. She's wearing <laughs> that she on. <laughs> All right. So social media. Did you do it? No,
1: as Ryan is, is wont to do. I'm not doing this commercial.
0: I've never seen a character stay on stage, but also Mike come <laughs> back on stage, and the two of them battle it out like this. This is <laughs> go ahead. I have to do next week on, bro. Let's do this.
1: Oh, I guess at your pub filter on Twitter on Instagram. Bad pun, bad pun, good pun.
0: Oh, I'm gonna get bad pun, bad pun, good pun <laughs> tattooed on my forehead like a Charles Manchin- Manson, Manson Schwastika. Oh. my favorite house the Charles Mansion <laughs> would you like can I, have you seen my house built on a ranch it's the Charles Mansion <laughs> if oh, you look God. at
1: it from the roof yes there's a
0: swastika there next week guys it is con- I think it continues to just be me and Mike it's and just I'm- you
1: and me it's just Doom Patrol it's just my interview with the greatest songs ever sung poorly
0: so if you don't want to listen to next week you could listen to this episode again and you'll be fine
1: it'll be very similar
0: for Caitlin, for Cassie, for Mike, I'm Ryan. Uh let's get to that outro music.
1: Whoa. I think that's Pop Filter Podcast. <laughs>